Hello, and welcome to the Moncast, where we compare Pokemon and Digimon. I'm Stevie, and today I'm joined by Quinn. Hello. Hello. Hi. The current score is 22-22 Pokemon, and this time we'll be discussing the 43rd episodes, A Dairy Tale Ending, and Invasion of the Daemon Core. We recommend watching the episodes before you listen any further but you do you. Of course, a big thank you to our fantastic patrons for supporting the show. If you join them, you'll get early access to the uncut versions of every episode and also help us reach that milestone where we do some movie specials and stuff like that. Without further ado, let's start off with a dairy tale ending. Yeah, I'm not okay with this. Do you want to start off? I think you have more to say than I do on this one. I am deeply uncomfortable with them just being super into drinking milk from sentient creatures. It's it's very weird to me. They're our friends, but they also give us milk. Uh-huh. And they, they go out of the way when they show the milking machine to be like... Oh, it must be so gentle, because they seem to be really enjoying it. Like, ew. I was fine with that. It's, it's just regular cows that also do battle for you. That do battle for you and can be your best friend and are explicitly sentient. And I just, I don't know, not, uh, the Hitchhiker's Guide joke of, of the cow that comes up to you and tells you how much it's going to enjoy being eaten, <laughs> being just a huge turnoff. We're not merging them for the milk. It's not quite that level. True, although... Uh, we definitely murder them for hamburgers. Probably. Mm. Yeah, yeah. This just really confirms all of the we definitely eat Pokemon theories. But we don't see a slaughterhouse anywhere. Well, that's because this is a dairy farm. The dairy barn, which is just a house. But, you know, there's no murder of cows. Brock seemed really way too into it when Misty's like, Huh, I didn't realize this is what she meant by brush up, and Brock's like, I'm enjoying it. I'm like, no, no, don't enjoy it. It is therapeutic. He did not sound like it was therapeutic. I, I don't know, I think Brock seems like a hands-on kind of guy. Ooh, ooh. He wants to be the world's best Pokemon breeder, after all. I literally had forgotten that, because he hasn't mentioned it in the entire time I've been watching. That is true. But he does want to be a Pokemon breeder. That seems to come secondary to wanting to breed with every woman he meets, though. Yeah, yeah. Look, let's just be honest here. He has a breeding fetish. Maybe that is the way it is. Yeah, otherwise, this is not much of an episode. I appreciate that Team Rocket is still too poor to afford food, but can't afford giant robots. Team Rocket gets not one, but two plots in this episode. They get blasted off, like, twice. That's good. Good for them. There's not much else in the episode, though, so it's just Team Rocket, Team Rocket. Gym battle. A really boring gym battle. What if I did exactly the same thing a second time? Yeah, we'll just do we'll do the same thing. We'll get Syndical knocked out. But this time Totodile will make some ditches with his immensely powerful water gun. And then Pikachu will just climb in the ditch and oof, mill tank into the air. Let's be real here. Syndical didn't do anything. Yeah, Syndical did nothing. Syndical was pointless. Cyndaquil got run over. They didn't tire out Miltank, they just got bodied. But yeah, no, very little to this episode. Uh, technically, it's not filler, but I hate it. I don't hate it, it's not that bad an episode. I, I liked that they went so much effort to advertise this fictional Miltank milk that we cannot purchase anywhere. 
God, how has how has Pokemon not put out milk cartons with a picture of a milk tank on it and just charged like ten dollars a gallon? I would try it. It would just be like sweet milk. Almost certainly, yes. That'd be it. They'd just they'd sell you sweet milk with a milk tank on it and be like, "This is the best thing." Also, are male milk tanks also still giving milk? Is that how this works? I don't know Pokemon all that well. I have no idea. Or is Miltank one of those ones that only uh, has one gender? Miltank is Tauros's female counterpart. Oh, can only be female. Okay. So, Tauros, uh, the cows. Yeah, Ash really should have brought out Tauros for this. But also, Pokemon didn't say trans rights, and that sucks. At least Matt has said trans rights in Digimon. That's true. Pokemon will get there. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, Ash did get a gym badge for defeating one Pokemon. Definitely did not deserve that gym badge. No. He also could not have repeated that win in the gym. Yeah, like, it's just kind of a, okay, I guess we'll give you it. Also, I want to point out that Nurse Jenny just starts off the episode by going, yeah, yeah, what's-her-name puts most Pokemon she fights in in the ICU, so count yourself lucky. Nurse Jenny. I think you put some names together there wrong. (laughs) They're the same person. Nurse Joy and Officer Jenny. They have completely different names of professions. Look, I haven't gone full Biden yet. It's fine. I do want to find out if milk is electricity proof. I, I wouldn't think so. Pikachu just thundershocks Team Rocket while they're carrying all these dairy products and the dairy products are unharmed. Yeah, they are. I kind of thought that too. So like, is milk, is milk shock proof? The answer is no. But uh, they they did overlook that fact, yes. Google is no help whatsoever with this. Yeah, that's because that's not a question anyone has ever asked before. A Google is milk shockproof. It comes up with 300 times 15 pillar baby milk inflatable packaging airbag pouch cushion protective shockproof. That's the first result. The, the second result is funny cow milk, the boobs are real, the smile is fake, anti-scratch shockproof. <laughs> And that's a phone case. Okay, so how you really gotta do this is you got you need to get out an ohmmeter and a glass of milk, and you just put the two ends in the glass, and it'll tell you the resistance of the milk, which I'm guessing is pretty damn close to, to water. I'm not getting an answer from Google. <laughs> anyway, yes. Meowth says, milk it, baby. Yeah. And that's a good line. <laughs> it took me by surprise. That was pretty good. I love Meowth. Why is this show not about Team Rocket? If we're being honest, it is about Team Rocket. They were honestly pretty rude not to just let them have the food. It it was blatant theft. It was, but like, who cares? It's food. Also, Brock being like, I've always wanted to run an ice cream shop and then sell it to an international conglomerate. I'm like, no, goddammit. Or no, that was James who said that. You're doing really well on the names today. But yeah, James just being like, yes, I've always wanted to be a corporate sellout. No. He was raised as a rich child. It makes sense. I know you're an incarnation of a millennial, but don't do that. He redeems himself with the great line, I'm ruining any chance we had of catching a Pokemon. The Team Rocket parts were good. Everything else, pretty lame, because there's only so much you could do by hanging out on a farm. We've had the problem with cows being boring before. Because there was a whole episode dedicated to Ash getting his Tauros out, and it was bad. And it resulted in the loss of Heracross, who just got sent back to the lab. So, cows aren't really in my good books when it comes to Pokemon. Yeah. 
Fair enough. Even if Miltank is pretty cool with the way it just bodies most of Ash's Pokemon. So yeah, was this episode filler or not filler? It wasn't filler. He got a badge. His third badge in 43 episodes. Woo, really coming along. Probably also the last one of this season for us. Yeah, I'll be shocked if we see another badge before we just move on to Hoenn. And overall thoughts, it was pretty meh. Not the best episode. It was like two-thirds of it was standard filler plot, and then gym battle at the end. In fact, it was like they just did a standard filler plot twice. It was definitely uh, like the platonic ideal of a Pokemon episode. Yeah, this is the second time we've had whatever her name was. Uh, I do want to shout out Milton, who just runs the farm, and is an old guy with a moustache. Milton the Milthank Farmer. But yeah, it was just very average. But also, you can't afford food, but this is your third giant robot this week. What do you think they do with the scrap metal afterwards? I don't know. Most of the time, they don't even get to keep the robot, because it just gets blown up. I think they cook and eat it, until I'm presented with a better theory. That's the only way they can afford both the giant robots and avoid starvation. Okay. Also, the robots are made out of food. That's why they keep having to steal food. That could work. Yeah, let's move on to Invasion of the Daemon Corps. <laughs> so it was Borscht and Peruski. Yes, Peruski. I still don't know what it is, and I don't care enough to Google it. Uh, maybe when I'm hungry, I'll Google it one day. Fair enough. So yeah, there's an opening conversation between pretty much all the Digidestined, which results in just confirmation that everyone in the show dislikes Davis as much as we do. Yeah. That is such a weird conversation. I had to watch it twice to see if there was anything interesting in it. And no, no, there really wasn't. Nope. They're just like, we wish we could mute you, Davis, to his face. And Davis just doesn't care. He's like, yeah, I could totally be on TV. That is what they what they say to him. And he, he takes it as a compliment. It's like, yeah, you, you took the right part of that, Davis. Good job. After this, TK asks his mum about her love life. Questions whether anyone she dates could possibly be human. Yeah. Well, and, like, he then acts like it's not a reasonable question. But, like, I don't know, there's this Digimon that looks like a human. That was just a bizarre conversation. You just left to go on a world tour to go deal with giant monsters. She knows what's up. No, it was, of course, Oikawa. It couldn't be Mummymon, or could it? But you can place your bets now. Will TK's mum get another line during this series? Uh, I think she appears in the last episode. I don't think she's going to get another line. I think she's done her bit. She said, the creepy man asked me questions. And <laughs> that was it. Also, we had a flashback to the time he asked me questions about Heightenview Terrace. But the flashback was to the episode that he just asked her stuff in. So... It was a flashback to him asking her about things, which probably gave her a flashback. <laughs> yes. I do like that they're not really revealing much about Oikawa yet. He is just sort of like, ominous, evil guy. I wish we were doing more with Oikawa, and I'm definitely not into the really happily kidnapped children. The creepily kidnapped children. I mean, I'd be excited to meet Ken. Yeah, they're very excited because they're going to get to meet Ken. So they all willingly got into the back of this truck. Didn't seem creepy at all. I do kind of like Ken finally dealing with his past, but I wish they didn't just assume you've played all these random games for the Wonder Swan. I didn't play those games. But yeah, we 
We we got we got a total of one second of Rio. We thought it was about Ken all along, but no, it was me, Rio. That was the one joke I had. Yeah, you're good. You're good. You did the thing. I'm good now. So Ken knows Rio somehow. Yeah, well, he knew them before he knew anybody else. And we see black spiky thing going to him. And I think like there's a bit where he just abandoned Wormmon for a while. Ken and Rio had an adventure where they had to take down Millennium Mon, <laughs> and at the very end of it, uh, Millennium Mon tried to fire a dark seed at Rio, but Ken pushed him out of the way and it went into him. He's the evil Digimon Emperor! And then Ken was sick for three weeks, and Wormmon was taking care of him, and so in the third game, Ken isn't there, but you can, like, you know, talk to him via email sometimes, and he gives advice. It wasn't that much important in the games then. It's just like all of Ken's past before Zero Two. And Ken seemed fine at the time, but then slowly started turning evil. And by the time, you know, O2 starts, now he's evil and doesn't really remember any of that. I think that was, was it Genesis of Evil? But it didn't quite explain where the evil bit came from. Well, you could definitely explain all of that. And they even had an episode specifically for that. They just didn't do it very well. Hmm. I think this is the bit where we just copy-paste the entire Lost in Translation one episode. Everyone can listen to that for 30 minutes. I wonder if I could get away with that. I almost want to say that you should just insert it in the middle of this episode. It would be really funny. I'm very, very tempted. If this episode is miraculously an hour long, you'll know why. Uh, so anyway, yes. Ken has a backstory. It is not going to be told to you in O2. It's also not that important. But important enough, they should have maybe spent five minutes on it. I mean, they've not explained... Jedi's had something in his neck, hasn't he? That's happened already. Uh, it's in his back. Totally different, but also possibly what caused him to go evil. Yes, that was at the end. I oh, know, it was like in the flashback, wasn't it, in the first series? Yeah, it was um, in a flashback near the end of Adventure when Hikari gets uh, glowy for a bit. For the first time, anyway. Yeah, the first time she gets glowy and con- controlled by a god, we see a flashback where Clownmon. Paimon. Paimon uh, puts it in Jedi's back, and then we never see- hear anything about it ever again. Yeah. Even in Try, which where it's maybe relevant, we don't know. Digimon does not like explaining the, the dark implants. Yeah, they're really bad at it. I mean, they've also neglected to mention that Cody's dad is dead until episode 43. I was pretty sure it had come up before now, but fair enough. Nope, they have not explicitly said that his dad is dead until now. Well, fair enough. There's been, like, subtle hints and stuff where it's been like, my dad always said, see all your food. Oh, yeah, I guess I feel like that's sort of implied, but yeah, that's fair. Watching this as a kid, I never went, oh, Cody's dad is dead, that's why he doesn't leave the tomatoes. Because <laughs> that, that's not a logical step that people take. <laughs> so yeah, that briefly comes up. Uh, and then there's a what I think is quite a good scene where Ty's speaking with Kari and going like, aren't those kids ready to murder other Digimon yet? I feel like they need to be ready to commit to the murders. It's a good scene, and he's definitely right that they're going to need to be ready for that, but also, um, they didn't do, like... They, they do commit to murder, and then they're just like, oh yeah, we kind of had to do that. At the end of this episode, that doesn't go anywhere, and I don't think it ever really does go anywhere. The bad guys are pretty cool in this, though. We have, like, Marine Devimon, Lady Devimon, and Skull Satamon, however it's pronounced. 
Uh, Skull Satamon being the best. Mm-hmm. He just wrecks shop with all of them, which is pretty nice. Um, Daemon's lame because he just comes up out of the ground and goes, Our evil. How dare you defy me? And leaves. That was a straight voice clip from the anime, by the way. Uh, yeah, we're going to finish up this very minor arc next week, which is the most we're going to get about Dark Ocean shenanigans till maybe Quad or whatever the thing after try is going to be called. Wait, this is Dark Ocean stuff? Yeah, we'll we'll find out next time that this, the evil third group that's appeared what? is Dark Ocean stuff. Th- that makes no sense. The Digimon. They realized that they had set up this plot point and not done anything with it, so they cram it in right at the end here. Well, next episode already sounds disappointing. The only other interesting stuff, Matt's dad makes another reappearance, and he just seems to be wherever the Digimon are, just by chance. So, good job, Matt's dad. Always first on the scene. And the other thing is that Imperial Digimon Fighter Mode makes his debut. Imperial Digimon Fighter Mode is three times as powerful as the strongest Digimon. So... (laughs) Better! (laughs) They literally say, his power's tripled. She's like, but he was already the strongest. And yet, he couldn't win, because he was frozen and needed to reboot. Or something. Oh. He got just frozen. Uh, You look at him funny, and he just gets stage fright. (laughs) Also... I love the fact that they ask Daemon who he is. Just like, who are you? And Daemon replies, Candy Chijoji, you must come with me. <laughs> That's who he is. That's who he is, really. This Candy Chijoji from the future. That's the theory. Honestly, that would be. That would actually be way better. I like that theory. That would be a really good reveal. It's like, oh, it's actually Ken from an alternate dimension where he continued to be evil and, like, turned himself into Digimon or something. Digimon is not good at making things pay off. Waves vaguely at all of Try. Wow. That was mean. I liked the first half of Try, but at a certain point they needed to stop asking questions and start answering them. I think it's more of an issue with Zero Two than it is with Try. Um, I enjoyed Try for what it was. <laughs> it's not about the destination, it's about the friends you make along the way. Well, we also only made one friend along the way. But she had a cat. And she wasn't very good. She had a cat. Yeah, yeah. Look, we already had girl with cat. But this was girl with cat and glasses. Alright, you're right, she is better. She was also a lesbian for Mimi. I mean, so is Kari. Who isn't a lesbian for Mimi? God, I certainly am. So was this episode filler or not filler? I'm gonna say no. Yeah, not filler. We had like 25 new bad guys appear. I'm only slightly exaggerating. Yeah, they're not going to be very important. It is technically a miniature plot arc. We also got a little bit more out of uh, Oikawa stuff, so I guess that's fine. (laughs) And a bit about Candy Chijoji, who's now been kidnapped. So that's the thing. I'm sure he'll be fine. But this episode was a Bit all over the place and quite hectic. Neither one of these was a particularly great episode. Yeah, it sounds like we're ready to move on. <laughs> I I think we are. I have nothing else to say about these. I do, however, have a picture of Matt with his hand on Sora's shoulder, which just has to kill Ty. <laughs> Next time, just stab him in the face, Matt. 
Now it's time for Mono A Mono, where we attempt to compare these episodes by arguing over trivial things. So first of all, who were our monsters of the week? Uh, Skull Saddleman. Yeah, I agree. Uh, he was a cool villain and he darted all over the place. Yeah, I'm into it. And completely paralyzed a mega level. I believe he is a mega level, but I'm not 100% on that. No, I think he's ultimate. I think he digivolves from Devimon. So he's like, it goes Devimon, Skull Satamon, Daemon. You are correct. He is an ultimate, which makes needing to bring out Imperial Dramon fighter mode really kind of lame here. I mean, it was already kind of lame. I mean, you're not wrong. Everyone just went, power up now, just because. Have all of our energy. Save us. <laughs> so yeah, definitely Skull Saruman. Decent monster. Kind of reminds me of Ice Devimon in, in Tamers. But Ice Devimon is really friggin' cool in Tamers. Well, he is part of the Devimon line, so that makes sense. I think Skull Saruman's just really stood out because he kicked, like, 12 different Digimon in the face. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me a little of the time that Garomon just wrecked everybody else on the team when she was still evil. That was a good moment. That was a great moment. Garomon's so good. They literally had to nerf Garomon. Yeah, they did. She became so just complacent after that. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Which protagonist was worse? Yeah, Davis. He was barely there and still sucked. Yeah, when the protagonist gives... Like, the wisdom to Kari instead of Davis. Is he really even leader? He shouldn't be. Should be Kari, but, you know. It would make more sense. It would. Kari with goggles sounds cute as well. Ash was fine. He won the gym battle, which was the main thing I wanted him to do. Yeah. It was a little boring, but... We can continue through many, many forests. That's true. We have to find out who Brock is going to hit on next. (laughs) Who will be objectified next? Keep watching to find out. Who will Misty really not do a good job of protecting? She tries. Not well. At least there's someone there to try and hold Brock back. Imagine if it was just Ash and Brock. Ash would have been corrupted by now for one thing. As little as Misty does, it's a good job she's there. That's true. Which human character was best? I'm torn between Ty and Ken. Ooh, interesting. So I like Ty for his, we have to make sure that they're ready for the emotional burden of having to, you know, murder some dudes. It was a good little speech. Didn't really go anywhere, unfortunately, but, you know, it was a cool idea. And then I just really like, you know, Ken was really nice to his mom. and Ken's mom. Ken's mom is the best. Can she be a best human character? It's up to you. She's a human. I'm going with Ken's mom. Yeah, that seems valid. Yeah. I mean, she's been best human before, I think. She's just really good and sweet, and I love her. Yeah, she's nice. I don't think Ken's dad even made an appearance. No, he didn't. I, he sometimes just makes a few jokes and he appears, and that's about it. Ken's dad, not the best human. But yeah, my best human was Ty, because it was pretty cool to see him stepping up to the plate as a more mature leader, and just making me question why we need Davis in the first place. We don't. They just wanted a new kid. They just needed new characters and... They, they needed new characters and did not actually make one. They just went like, he'll be like Ty and Matt put together. But with none of the character development. So he'll have Matt's spiky hair and he'll turn around a lot. <laughs> he'll also have a crush on a character that will never fall for him. Interestingly, for both of them, it's Ty's sister. At least according to the canon. No, I refuse to believe that. It's a thing I choose to forget. That's fair. You're going to turn around from that revelation? Yes. 
Okay, which storyline was better, Pokemon or Digimon's? Definitely Digimon. Yeah, Pokemon. It was just, we got rid of Team Rocket. We got rid of Team Rocket. We won the gym badge. It wasn't even... He, he did not deserve the gym badge. Or the big Toblerone. I don't have much else to say, really. Does a shiny Miltank give chocolate milk? Depends. What colour is a shiny Miltank? Let's find out. But I have no idea. Okay, a shiny Miltank is blue. So I can only assume it gives out whole milk. But I mean, regular Miltanks would also give out whole milk. So it's just normal milk. Also, why is there a picture here of a, a Cyndaquil sucking on a Miltank sudders? Why did someone make that thumbnail? That's not fun. And, and now there's one with a Meowth and a Miltank with some Apom watching. No, don't want that. <sighs> and now there's one with a Miltank with a, a Pichu as a baby. Okay, well, could have gone the rest of my life without knowing this. Are these fan arts or do they actually happen? Okay, someone apparently just made that thumbnail because they caught a shiny mill tank. Okay. And I don't know why they thought that was necessary, honestly. I'm very not okay with this. This uh, We've stumbled into an entirely different kind of fetish point than I realized existed. Why does the podcast have to become more and more unclean with every recording? I mean, you did invite me. <laughs> it's true. Look, I can't help it. You can turn around. No, I can't turn around because I'd make a horrible scraping noise on the floor. Okay, then I guess you just don't believe that I've been here all along if you won't turn around. Do we have to do this every week? I do, I do. <laughs> okay, okay, which episode gets the point? Definitely Digimon. Yeah, I agree with you there. It's just more interesting. Ash McDonald had a farm. And on that farm was some mill tank. E-I-E-I-O. With a roll out here, with a roll out there. Here a roll, there a roll, everywhere a roll. <laughs> that is a thing I sang. Yeah, Digimon just was better. Pokemon was just continuation of last week with lots and lots of boring filler on the farm in between. Really, the most interesting thing that happened was, was Nurse Joy talking about, usually she puts people in the hospital. Just very nonchalant about it. Just mows people down with reckless abandon. She's like, here's my cow. My cow's gonna run you over and break your legs. Yeah? I think that makes the score. 22-21 to Pokemon. I agree with that score. Next time we'll be discussing the 44th episodes. Airtime and Dark Sun Dark Spore. If you want to talk about today's episodes, you can reach us on Twitter, via email, and in the Moncast Discord. And you can support the show via Patreon to gain access to the Moncast Uncut. Of course, a massive thank you to Quinn for joining me as always. Where can the people find you? They can find me on the Twitters, at RealYubico. And all the links will be in the show notes as always. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, bye-bye. Bye. Milk it, baby. Roll out. We're gonna blow these stinking cons away. Roll out. We're making a bigger mess than Michael Bay. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi, Savinia. <laughs> okay, <laughs> anyway. Da-ba-da. The current score is 22-20. Please stop. Okay.